All right, so welcome back to The Expert Edge. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation today because we're going to be talking about how do you scale up your business beyond six figures into the multi-six and seven-figure market. Essentially, it's how do you become a market leader? How do you grow into that market leadership identity that you know is within you? But before we get into this, I'm also really excited to announce that we are about to start our training series, which is called the How to Sell from Webinar and Virtual Stages training series. This is going to be a in-depth training series. It's my step-by-step process for you getting a ton of clients, like a flood of clients from webinars, from virtual stages. So if you run maybe webinars, obviously webinars, webinars, uh, if you want to run virtual events, if you want to even your uh, run run challenges, any sort of like video, video streaming, all of this is going to be so, so useful and practical for you. And I think what's powerful about this series is that this is not about just speaking. It's about selling. And it's, and it's about selling in a way that's authentic, that's congruent, and that you will just enjoy. It'll make selling enjoyable for you rather than something that you might cringe towards. And so in this training series, we're going to be going through the easy way for you to design your webinars and virtual talks so that people start asking to enroll in your programs before you've even made your pitch. I'm going to be talking about how to choose the right signature stories because I think it's quite hard to work out what's your signature story? Which one should you choose? I'm going to, I'm going to be going deep into that. I'm going to be talking about why selling at the end of your presentation is the worst thing you can do to convert clients and just some really surprising and simple things you can do instead that will dramatically increase your conversions. If you've ever felt fear about offering your programs, selling your programs, I'm going to share with you how you can literally shift your fear in less than seven seconds. You can go from fear to confidence and it just is insane some of these processes I'm going to share. And ultimately, you're going to walk away just feeling clear, confident, ready to deliver an amazing presentation on webinar or on a virtual stage, a virtual experience and sell your programs in a really authentic way. And so if you want to join me for this training series, it starts, so it drops, the first live training is on the 4th of October. But don't wait till then to register. So register right now, and the training series starts on the 4th of October. So if you want to register and grab one of the spots, it is, you just simply go to virtualstagestraining.com, Virtual stages, stages with an S, virtualstagestraining.com. The link will be in the show notes or it'll just be on the uh, in the actual episode itself. You'll be able to click on that. So even before we start the episode, go and register right now so that you're all signed up for that and ready to go. And what's cool is, so this is a totally free training series. The, the, the training series, the free training series will be insane. Like you also be able to watch the recordings as we go through. And for those of you who already know you're pretty serious about mastering this thing, I'm going to be doing an in-depth VIP track. So if you've been following me for a while and you're like, hey, I, I want to do some, you know, I want to be a little bit closer to, to me and, and work through some deeper stuff throughout this process, like your signature story on a deeper level, uh, irresistible offer, we're going to be moving through some more advanced content. There is an opportunity to register for a VIP track. So you'll get that once you register. So you can either do the free track or the VIP track, but either one's going to be amazing. I'm going to be giving away 
like content that literally people pay me thousands of dollars for. And my goal is by the end of it, you're going to walk away feeling really clear, confident on your plan to, to create offers and speak them, share them on virtual stages so that your audience literally start asking to join your program before you even make your offer. Imagine that. How would that feel, right? If, if before you even make your offer, people are putting in the comments, hey, how do we actually join your program? I'm so ready to buy. I'm loving this. That's my goal for you, right? And so head over and register, virtualstagestraining.com. You won't regret it. You're going to love it. Um, it's a it's a limited series. It's a live series. I only run this twice a year. This is the last time I'm running it for the whole year. And I don't know when I'm going to run it again or if I'll run it again. So make sure to register. And, uh, and I think you're going to just really love it. And the link is there. So I trust you've gone and registered. I hope you have. I hope to see you inside the training. And let's get into it. Let's talk about scaling your business up beyond six and even seven figures and really becoming a market leader of what you do. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, so let's talk about what it really takes to grow your business as an expert beyond six figures into multi-six figures and even into seven figures. These five principles I'm going to share with you today, I think will completely transform the way that you are running your business. And... This stuff I'm going to share with you is not theory. This is not stuff I've made up. This is stuff that I've noticed in my business and other people's businesses in this expert business. This is what they do if they really want to hit multi-six and seven figures and even multi-seven figures uh, in their business. And so I think this is going to be an enjoyable conversation. Uh, if you're ready to up level in in what you're doing, then I think you're going to walk away with some really valuable conversation, uh, really valuable uh, principles from today. So the first principle, let's get into it, hey? The first principle is this, is that you have to create one core offer that actually gets people results. Now, I've got to be honest, I learned this the hard way. What I mean by that is, I remember for me, I I created so many different core offers that what I found myself doing is that my energy was highly dispersed. In fact, actually, I was doing some coaching the other day in our Self From Stage Elite group. And one of the students asked, she was creating a offer and it was an offer that really complemented her main core offer. And she was like, hey, Colin, should I sell this as, as like a, you know, like a cheaper version of the bigger version? And I was like, well, why don't we just combine this together? Because if she put that second offer into the into the main core offer, it just makes the main core offer more irresistible, right? Now, what I'm not saying is, you, is is that you can't have like little offers that maybe like a self-liquidating offer or something like that. Like 100%, you can have self-liquidating offers and and I, I don't really teach that stuff. For me, for me, it is it is more about the core offer because the core offer for me is the thing that's going to make you more than six figures, multi six, seven figures. The core offer is the thing that 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 really makes an impact in people's life. It's it's your signature course, your signature program, right? And so what I mean by that is, for me, I made the mistake of creating so many different core offers, and I had I you know many years ago I had core offers on 
productivity. I had a core offer on leadership. I had a core offer on presentation skills. I had, and then I did all of my speaking, my coaching, my consulting, my training. You can you can see how like you know when your energy goes everywhere, that you 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 might do okay at certain things, but you kind of like juggling too many balls. Like how difficult is it to juggle three balls compared to just throwing one ball in the air and catching it? And so for me, it was about two and a half years ago when I created Self from Stage Academy, my goal was to go, you know what, how do I get to a place quickly or as quick as I could to be only juggling one ball? Like it doesn't actually take that much skill to juggle one ball. But this is the thing is, is I don't know about you, but when I thought about the idea of going all in on one offer, it was really scary. Like I was really resistant to it. But do you know what's really cool? I decided that all I wanted to do, because I knew that the results I was getting from my academy at the time, uh, well, even now still, because that's what we run, um, I, I knew that it just got results. Like if someone was dedicated to going to the next level in how they speak on a virtual stage, webinar challenge, whatever, um, and they wanted better conversions, like it just, it just got results. But this still took this like courage in me to go, okay, I have to step into that and just trust that. And what's cool is, how crazy is this? All my other core offers, just recently, I actually just signed off on a licensing agreement. So all of my other core offers, my core programs that I used to sell randomly, and it still did pretty well for us. It used to be a multi six-figure income. But I just literally licensed them off recently to another organization who wants to sell them and make money from them. How cool is that, right? And so now all my focus is on one core offer. And I know for me, when I got really focused on that, it truly, truly made a big difference. And it's also about focusing on the core offer for a a longer period of time. And this is one of the mistakes that people make is that they find their core offer and then they get that like, I mean, I get this all the time. It's the shiny thing syndrome, right? Is, Is you go, oh, this looks really exciting. And then you go and create that course as well. Now, I also do understand that when you're starting out, sometimes you have to create a few different things to see what you like, see what you resonate with, see um, you know, how you feel with it, how people are getting results, all that sort of stuff. But what, I, what I'm saying is that once you find that thing that you're really passionate about and, uh, and you, you, you must lean into that because the problem is, is you can't scale something if it's complex. And so to actually scale something, uh, you know, up to at least multi six figures, I my experience has been that you need to focus, you need to reduce the amount of offers that you have so that your energy gets focused on one thing. And so when you think about this, one core offer that actually gets people results, when you do that, then you can actually start to go, you know what? the guarantee that I have on this program is starting to get stronger. So it's like, because when you can guarantee that if they follow this process, they will get results. And if they don't, they get a refund or something like that. Like the level of guarantee that you can start to put on your programs because you've actually refined your offer, it starts to become truly irresistible. I love what Alex Homozi says when he describes offers, offers, which is create an offer that people will feel stupid to say no to, right? Uh, create an offer that people will feel stupid. Like when they look at the offer, they go like, oh my gosh, if if I say no to this, I am dumb, right? And so 
The question is, does your offer make so much sense and see such great results that someone is stupid to say no to it? Obviously, if they're a right fit, right? If they're a right fit, would they be dumb to say no to it? And that's the first test of going, hey, I'm starting to get closer to this one core offer, this irresistible offer. And, I, and for me, I'm asking questions like, am I passionate about it? Can I do this for the next three to five years at least? So for me, you know, next five years, I feel like that's all I'm going to be doing, right? And so there's a level of consistency in the focus. And when you do that, when you choose that, this will enable you to scale, to really start to scale up. Uh, I love this quote from Jordan Burroughs. He says, the difference between the greats and the legends is their ability to focus for longer periods of time. So in other words, you get focused for a longer period of time and that truly, truly changes the game. Now, uh, if you want to go deeper into offers, make sure you register for my virtual training series at uh, virtualstagestraining.com. I'm going to be going deeper into irresistible offers, how to create them, and then how to pitch them from a webinar or from a virtual uh, a virtual platform. So make sure to go and register if you haven't yet, virtualstagestraining.com. Dot com. It's completely free. Uh, we do have a VIP track as well, but you can, the free track's amazing as well. So whatever you choose is insane. So that's the first principle is go all in on one core offer and refine that offer so that you can just, you can lean on that offer and it gives you results. And if you're on that journey, then that's cool. Like for me, oh, really honest, like it took me nine years to develop that offer. Nine years to really feel like I, now I had different versions of different offers that were somewhat great, but it took me nine years to get to that. I don't think it has to take nine years, by the way, guys, it can go a lot quicker than that. But I just want to encourage you that if you're on that journey and you haven't found it yet, it's there. It's it, You have to keep stepping out, which leads us into the second principle. And this is more like a philosophical principle, but I think it just changes the game. And I'm going to explain it in a really kind of unique way. The second principle is this, is that you have to make your uncomfort zone mean you're doing the right thing. So what I mean by that is all the magic in your business and in your life will happen in the uncomfort zone, in the place of discomfort, in the place of unfamiliarity. Now, what I mean by that is I'm not talking about like doing stupid stuff. <laughs> right? Just like, you know, making dumb decisions. What I'm talking about is let's say you have ran a webinar and you invested, I don't know, $5,000 in ads or $3,000 in, in ads. And that felt really uncomfortable. I know for me when that, when I first started doing that, $5,000 to spend on a webinar would freak me out, like literally freak, freak me out. Where now $50,000 doesn't freak me out to spend on one webinar, like one presentation, I'll drop 50 grand to, to fill the webinar up to, you know, several thousand people because, but this is the thing is like, everyone's going to have, you're going to have a new level of discomfort as you go. And the problem is, is that if you make discomfort mean that you shouldn't do it, you won't grow. Like you won't hit over six figures. You won't hit, you definitely won't hit multi six or seven figures. Uh, the really great way to explain this, I heard this explained by one of my good friends. He's a, he's a um, relational psychologist and he was explaining something to me and I just thought it was just such a powerful metaphor. And he said, when he's counseling people 
and they're in uh, relationships that are highly toxic, highly unhealthy, right? Dysfunctional relationships. He said one of the thing, one of the pieces of advice of advice that he gives to them is that when you when he said so this is the person who's like the victim of of the toxic relationship right or the abusive relationship he says to them he says when you feel guilty about what you're doing that is an indicator that you are doing the right thing and it was really fascinating when he said it because he said what happens is we condition ourselves to stay in a toxic cycle of, you know, it, let's say it's a toxic relationship, we condition ourselves to stay in that cycle, in that hook. So we said, when you start doing things like setting boundaries, right? And obviously there needs to be some context of like, what is a healthy decision? Like setting boundaries or saying no to different things or, you know, prioritizing yourself when you've never prioritized yourself before. And all of those things, you'll naturally feel guilty for doing that because... Uh, because that's not normal for you, right? It, it's it's outside of the outside of the identity uh, that you've that you've created in a sense within the toxic experience or the toxic relationship. And so he said to me, he he advises his clients. He says, when you feel guilty for an action that is actually a healthy action, um, he said you need to remind yourself that the the guilt is an indicator of you doing the right thing. Dude, when he, when he said this, it like blew my mind because I know for me, I've been in different, you know, more friendships and things like that where I felt guilty about setting a boundary or doing a certain thing because I just felt like the friendship wasn't a healthy friendship or it was a toxic relationship. This was more earlier on. I don't really have that in my life anymore, but earlier on in my life and I had to make, and I had to create some boundaries. I felt really guilty. But for me, what I learned was that it was an indicator that I was moving the right way. And it's the same with growing a business in that when you start to feel uncomfortable and you start to feel discomfort come up in your body, you can feel it physiologically. Rather than making it mean don't do that or you're doing the wrong thing, you start to, I've learned to start to make that mean I'm actually doing the right thing. So feeling uncomfortable is, is, is the normal pathway to seeing success. Because think about it. Everything that is unknown to you will feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar. And I love that word unfamiliar, to be honest. I love the idea of going, hey, you know what? It's just unfamiliar. That's all it is. It's not, it's not even uncomfortable, even though it feels like it, right? But you just say to yourself, hey, this is really unfamiliar. It's just unfamiliar. Because when it's unfamiliar, what does that mean? If it's unfamiliar, it just means that you can you need to just get familiar with it right it's kind of like when you get a new program like i know for us we use kajabi as our our platform for housing our membership and so for me when i first got it it was unfamiliar but now i can jump into kajabi and i feel really confident in it right and so this this idea of of making the unfamiliar mean or the uncomfort zone mean that you're doing the right thing will serve you so well in growing your business. That's the second principle for really for really scaling up. The third principle is is just this is I hope this will really like um, encourage you and also challenge you to the next level, and that's this: is that you have to step into your market leader identity. So if I'm really honest, and I'll always like to be honest with you guys, 
when it, it took me a long time to view myself as a leader. It's so funny because I get on, you know, these coaching calls with my clients and, and the, you know, you're probably listening to, there's probably a lot of, I know there's a lot of clients who listen to the podcast as well. And, and I'm sitting there in front of, you know, 50, 60 people or so, uh, having a coaching conversation, teaching them some content. And I literally, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, all of these people are looking to me for advice on what to do next or they're looking for leadership from me. And what's crazy is that, if I'm really honest, I never saw myself as a leader. I never saw myself as a leader who was really going to be driving uh, or leading people. Do you know what I saw myself as? I saw myself as a really good number two. Like I was like, oh, or I saw myself, yeah, I could get into the, maybe the inner circle, like, or I could, you know, be friends with people, but I never saw myself as a leader. And it was probably only about two years ago that I really started to work on my identity of a leader. And I tried to even, and I didn't even try, actually, I really did it. I stepped it up to another level and I said, you know what? I'm not just a leader. I'm a leader of market leaders. And so what happened was, is that I really started to, every single day, I started to write down who I was, what I represented, how I wanted to show up in my world, all that sort of stuff, right? And I just said, I am a leader of market leaders. And so what happened was, is that uh, this amazing stuff started to happen in my life. I started to attract bigger clients. I started to attract experiences. I know. I remember for me, the moment when, um, so like Amy Porterfield contacts me and goes, hey, Colin, can we have a, can we do a coaching session on how to sell from a virtual stage? How to, how, and now obviously she, she, you know, has a basis for that. She's exceptional at it, but she wanted me to have my expert eyes on her stuff to advise her on on different strategies, tactics, um, to make it more authentic and to just really align it and to just get great results, right? And have everyone have a great experience. And so I'm looking at it and this is someone who I massively respect. Uh, in fact, in when I was in Australia, I remember I used to follow her and go, oh, it'd be so cool to just like meet her one day. And it's crazy that that I got the chance to, and to advise her, I've advised her twice now on selling from virtual events and live events, right? From her bigger events. And so what's cool is that, I know for me, I know that I wouldn't have attracted that if I didn't step into that identity. Is this making sense? And I say this as an encouragement because I've come so far personally from seeing myself as a leader. I really never saw myself as a leader, especially going through school and stuff like that. I never saw myself as, I always thought a leader was, I don't know, more serious, <laughs> I always thought a leader was like someone who, yeah, who was more serious, more aggressive. Like I thought I need to be more aggressive, maybe. I need to be more serious. I need to be more focused, right? I get distracted all the time. I'm like, I need to be more focused. I need to be more serious. I need to be more aggressive. Like I thought that's what that's what a leader was. And so what happened was I just started to step into that step into that identity. Started to step into this identity of going, you know what? I am a leader. Like I am a market leader. And these phenomenal things started to happen. And so my encouragement for you is this: is that you would see yourself as a market leader. You would see yourself as someone who leads people exceptionally. And I think whether you feel 
confident and comfortable in that already or not doesn't matter. Because remember, discomfort should mean you're doing the right thing. And, and what's fascinating is when you start stepping into a new identity, it doesn't feel normal. Like it doesn't feel comfortable. But as you start doing it more, uh, you'll start seeing better results with it. So identity is so crucial. And so this is my ask for you is that would you challenge yourself to start seeing yourself firstly as a leader? If you haven't seen yourself as a leader, you've got to see yourself as a leader. And a leader is just someone who, who wants to serve people and care for people and is willing to be an example of what's possible. So for me, if, if I define leadership like that, then that's, that just really sits a lot more comfortably with me. So a cool little exercise that I did that made a big difference when I started to step up in my market leadership was I just asked myself, what would someone who's doing, you know, let's say for me, but this was several years ago, I remember for me asking myself the question of what would someone who, who runs a multi six-figure launch, what, what would they be thinking? What would they be feeling? How would they be showing up? What would they be wearing? Uh, what sort of equipment would they be using, etc. And I started to ask myself those questions and got really clear on what that was. And I remember for me, that was the first time I really stepped into that identity. And then we had our first multi six figure launch. And so what I'm saying here is that get really clear on what that identity is for you as a leader. And that will make a huge difference in you stepping into uh, growing your business and serving more people. So that's the third one. The third one is step into your market leader identity. And it's possible. You can do it. I've never seen myself as a leader before, before that really, uh, until I defined what a leader was and then I was able to step into it. The fourth thing is this. And this is uh, a little kind of take on Zoolander. Do you remember on Zoolander when he says, uh, did you ever think there was more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? <laughs> I love that. I watched that on YouTube just the other day. Um, and so the point here is this, <laughs> the point here is this, is that you got to get really, really, really ridiculously good at your craft. Really, really, really ridiculously good at your craft. In other words... Getting good at what you do is actually really important. Now, I, I need a caveat here. When you're first starting out, you need to be at least one step in front of your clients. I know for me, when I first started being a life coach, you know, 13 years ago or so, I would literally learn something and then apply it in the next coaching session because I literally had nothing left to apply. Like each coaching session I did, I was like scrambling to learn something so that I could actually apply it in the next coaching session. But my goal for you is for you to become really good at what you do, to become masterful at what 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 you know what you do. Uh, now, I think one of the the ways to start this is order and simplification. And so, one of the easiest ways to get good at at a craft is to first of all, learn it from someone else, right? I love this quote from uh, Thomas Maine, which is order and simplification are the first steps towards mastery of a subject. So to understand a subject, to understand how to do something, you need to understand it in a simple way 
and in an ordered way. I know for me, that's my obsession. Like whenever I'm helping people is like, how do we order something? And and so for you to help your students get towards mastery and for you even personally to get towards mastery on any subject, you need to create order and simplification and a process with it. Does that make sense? And you also need to do it lots and lots of times. I know for me, you know, speaking from a stage, uh, I've been, you know, I've, I've spoken on thousands of stages over the last decade or so. And so the amount of hours that I've done in front of people allowed me to refine my craft. But when I first started, I wasn't very good at what I did. But if you truly want to become good at what you do, you have to be obsessed with mastery. That's obsessed with the nuances, those little distinctions. And what's cool is when you do that, your product will become so good that people can't can't not refer it. Like they will they will refer your product because I've got to be frank, this industry, the expert industry is becoming quite saturated, right? It's a and that's not a bad thing, right? That's just says that there's a lot of opportunity and, and it's not oversaturated, let me be clear. But it's it's a grow it's one of the fastest growing industries in the world. So it's super exciting to be in. But I've got to be clear, if you want to start, if you want to stand out as a market leader, then you must be committed to being masterful at what you do so that when people have an experience of you, they, they walk away and they go, wow, like the level of clarity and simplicity and expertise that I got from that person just blew me away. That's why, I know for me, you know, to do a, to do like a one-on-one session or whatever, you know, it's close to $10,000 to do some one-on-one coaching. It's close to $10,000. Now, how can I charge that? Like it, it, you know, for me, I think like that's, that's more than I used to earn in a month to do a couple of hours of one-on-one. And I, and I think the reason why I can charge that is because I solve a problem at a mastery level that can add minimum a hundred thousand dollars to their business. Right, so in a couple of hours, I can add a hundred thousand dollars, and I just the reason why I say that is because I've done that over and over and over and over and over again for people, and so this is not like just making stuff up. Like this actually happens all the time, and so what I'm saying is, be committed to be masterful at what you do. I love some of our students, and the ones that really stand out, the ones that do exceptionally are masterful at what they do, right? They're masterful at their craft because when someone has an experience of them, they walk away and it's, I mean, it's kind of like watching, you know, a, a, a top athlete play like, like a golfer, right? If you ever watch golf, you may not ever watch it, probably like the worst sport to choose to talk about. <laughs> but if you ever watch a golfer play, it looks so easy the way they swing and just hit the ball. You're like, oh my gosh, that just looks so fluent. But that's because they have done that for thousands and thousands of hours, that same shot. And it just makes it look so easy. It's like tennis. You watch a great tennis player and there's just flow, there's ease, there's elegance to the way that they the way that they actually play on the on the on the court. And so this is my encouragement for you is is keep heading towards mastery. It is worth it. Because if you get in the top one percent or even five percent of what you do in the market, once people start experiencing what you can give them, they will just keep sharing it. They'll keep coming back and your business will grow significantly. So take it from Zoolander, get really, really, really ridiculously good <laughs> at your craft. The fifth idea is this, and this is huge because you can be really good at what at your craft, but if you haven't reframed the idea of selling 
to be the doorway, the the main doorway that you access servanthood in your business, then you you will actually be an exceptional person, good at what they do, and not being able to help someone. It's kind of the metaphor I always use is you're a hospital in the desert. In other words, you can help people, you can make a difference, you can see transformations, but there's no one around. There's no there's no patience. There's no one to help and serve, and so. The, the point is this, is you have to reframe selling to being the doorway to serving. Now, I'm going to go super deep into this mindset reframe and some really cool exercises in the virtual stages training series. So make sure to register for that. The link's in the, in the podcast, even if you press pause and do that right now. I definitely recommend you to do that because I'm going to go super deep into some really cool exercises. If you have ever felt resistance around selling, I'm telling you, this can be shifted. This can be moved. One of one of our students, Emma Luzzi, uh, was was telling me about how like just understanding that one shift made a massive difference. And 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 she only I think she ran like two or three webinars. First webinar she filled a beta program. Second or third webinar she did eleven thousand dollars or more. I think it was just slightly more than that. So what I'm saying is like when you make this shift of selling is serving, you make that that mindset shift of going. Selling isn't sleazy, it's not pushy, it's actually the way that I facilitate transformation in my in people's lives through a commercialized business, right? And the reason why you don't have to feel bad for charging money for something is because money is simply just a currency of the client's commitment to themselves. I'm going to say that again because that's like quotable. Money is simply a currency of the client's commitment to themselves. So when you charge an, a client money, what you're actually saying is, this is a currency of you committing to yourself on the next level, okay? And so what that enables it to do is that when they come into the space of your offer, if they join your offer, they enter it with a greater level of motivation than they would have if they came in for free. There's a huge level of motivation if they pay, and especially if they pay more for it. I know for me, if I pay $10 or $20 for something, or let's say a course, I pay $20, I'm going to I'm gonna come in with a pretty low motivation. If I pay $5,000 for a course, I'm going to be pretty committed to going through it. Does that make sense? And so that's why even asking for more money is actually not even about more money. It's actually about more commitment. Now, obviously, the person has to make their decision themselves. Like you can't make someone buy something, right? And that's that's not what that's not my style at all. This is the reason why people come to me, is because there's like an authenticity to it. There's this beautiful service when you understand how to you understand how to sell in a way that's service. And so let me just reflect on what we talked about these these five points. The first point was this is you have to create one offer that gets people amazing results. One core offer, right? Not not you don't have to just have one offer in your business. But what I'm saying is like there's one core offer where like all roads lead to Rome, right? It's like all roads lead to that one core offer. The second thing is this is you need to make your uncomfort zone mean that you're doing the right thing. Your un- make your uncomfort zone mean that you're doing the right thing instead of doing instead of doing the wrong thing. The uh, the third point is this: is that you need to 
step into your market leader identity. So you got to work on your identity. You got to work on the idea of really stepping into that identity and uh, and leading yourself and leading your audience. And my definition of leadership is someone that cares. It's someone that's ready to serve others and willing to serve others and someone that is ready to be a example of what's possible. And if you're ready to do that, then you're you're ready to be a market leader. Like that is what market, market leadership is. And it's just that on a continual scale of the next level. And there's just this beautiful heart, this beautiful contribution in that. I think it's very heart-centered. The, the fourth idea is this is you have to get really 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 ridiculously good at your craft you got like you got to get good at good at what you do i know for me whenever i do a coaching session with with clients um and i know that it's kind of like a self-bragging <laughs> moment for me um but a lot of them will say colin how on earth can you get you get so you help me get so clear on my ideas to share in my webinar that would sell or so clear on the framework that we're delivering how can you do that? Like they'll say, I've spent three days or weeks on this thing and you just literally did that in three minutes. And the reason why I can do that is because I'm freaking good at what I do. <laughs> no, I so, it sounds so funny, but I actually am. And the reason why, I can, why, I can, why I'm good at what I, what I do is because I've just done it so many times, like thousands of times. And it's fascinating. There was a great quote from Michelangelo. And he said, if you knew how hard I worked to get to where I am at mastery, you wouldn't be as impressed. <laughs> I love that. I love that, right? So if you knew how many times I've revised my own stuff and revised other people's stuff to get to the level of mastery that I can deliver in three minutes that other people can't even work out in a year, it's bec- you wouldn't actually be that impressed, <laughs> Because it's like, well, of course you're good at that because that's all you've been doing, right? (laughs) But what's cool about that is once you find your thing and you find your thing in mastery and go all out after that, you'll have those experiences and you're probably already having those experiences. And so my encouragement for you is to get just get really good at your craft. And the fifth thing is this. Uh, is you need to reframe selling to being the doorway to serving. I know I bang on on this a lot, uh, but I, I just think you can't you can't look over this because if you don't do this, you will not scale to multi six figures and seven figures. This this must shift. And like I said, I'm going to be going super deep into this mindset, and then also also the practical um, implementation of selling from a virtual stage. This is the stuff that, you know, the you know, market leaders and thousands of coaches come to me for and I'm going to be giving it away for free inside this training series. So make sure you go to virtual stages that stages with an s, virtualstagestraining.com and register yourself. Our training is coming up. In fact, it starts on the 4th of October, the 4th of October. So I think this is uh, this podcast is coming out about a week or so before it. But head over there and just get registered. Head over there and get registered. And if you know me and you know my stuff's good, there's also a, there is a VIP track. So what will happen is free. So the training's free, right? And the training's, the free is going to be amazing. Uh, but for some people, you might want to do a little bit more deeper coaching with me and go through a bit more deeper processes. So there is a VIP track once you register, if you want to do it. But there's obviously, you know, that's totally up, totally up to you, and uh, it is very reasonable. So uh, 
that's what's going to be happening pretty soon, the 4th of October. Guys, I'm really excited to serve you in that. We're going to have thousands of people in there. And so uh, let's have a party. Let's, I, just want, I just want you to make more money, right? I, I really want you to make more money. And it's not just to make more money. It's so that you can have more freedom in your life. You can have more choice. It's so that you can serve more people and impact because money is just a currency of you from a business. Money is just a currency of how many people you're reaching. So when you're making more money, it just means you're reaching more people at a greater level. And so for me, that's that's what it is. That's why I like helping people make money uh, because it just gives people so much more access, more impact um, and more results in their life. So Guys, looking forward to seeing you inside the training series. Head over there, register now. I think the link will be, I'm sure the link will be in the podcast, whatever platform you're listening on. The link will be in the show notes as well. So just check it out straight in the actual, you know, if you're listening in iTunes, you can just click it right there. Uh, and like I said, you, you can just type straight in virtualstagestraining.com. Make sure to register. This is going to be a live series. So it's delivered live. There will be some replays available. So you'll be able to watch the replays for a while. Uh, but it's just li- it's a limited time replay. Uh, and guys, I just appreciate you. I appreciate you being a part of the community. Uh, I'm grateful for you and I hope that you've enjoyed our conversation today. We'll talk to you really soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.